Welcome to the Always High Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Penzone, and uh, this is called the Always High Podcast because I always get high. <laughs> but uh, with me today, we have a, a special guest, a stand-up comedian, uh, Nick Perlo. Nick, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Uh, so normally we have something, like an, I have an initiation, but honestly, I'm not about to do, like, just do this close so just for aesthetic purposes it's just a fucking bong there we go (laughs) no we do that for aesthetic purposes Uh, all right but um so nick um i wanted to ask because i actually don't really know a lot like about you or like you know about really like how you started out with comedy Sure. So, like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how did you get your start in comedy? Like, what was... Uh, yeah, it's, it's something I always wanted to do, but as a little kid, I was way too, uh, too shy. To want to turn yeah, me no, 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 turn this oh, okay. Way too shy to, yeah, to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I ended up just kind of taking some acting classes to get myself on stage, and then, uh, I started going to open mics and that sort of thing. So that's kind of how I got started in it, I guess. So things really started out with the, um, like acting classes? Like you yeah, to... I just took some, just, you know, I took some acting classes uh, uh, here in town, actually not too far away from here. Um, just to, like I said, get myself on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I uh, started going to open mics. Um, a lot of it up in Scottsdale. Okay. At the Scottsdale Comedy Spot, which is now uh, closed. Oh wow! They closed up due to the Dude. pandemic, I guess, and whatever. But uh, I started going out there, and then laughs, and you know, I think that's where I met all of you guys. And uh, so, how long have you been doing comedy for? Um, I think three and a half, four years. Okay. Like so we a lot of people are taking out COVID, the, the, the pandemic. Oh no, you got to count it. No, I never stopped. So I never really yeah. stopped. So like it, it's like you stopped going to open mics, but at the same time, like you never just stop writing. You yeah. never stop like working. You never stop. No, I did some Zoom uh, shows. They how, suck. But how'd you? Yeah, I was gonna say like how'd you like that? Like I didn't. No, it's, no. it's it, there's no interaction with the crowd. You can't. You know. You can't. Uh, you can't hear anybody laugh it's it's really strange yeah and then you know the other comedians are like you know sitting in their living rooms or whatever they have dirty socks behind them and stuff it's just like okay i always made sure i had him be, like this one behind me yeah whatever like I, yeah. yeah but like i and I, I found the same way with the zoom open mics like i, I never could do it because like i need like an audience interaction in order right. to know if shit works or not and so like right I don't know. It's just something about doing Zoomers. Like you, I don't know if you're in like the Facebook group for like the dispelled comedians or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, no, no. Not, not or like the two or like the Arizona Tucson comedy group or whatever. No, I'm Facebook. not even on Facebook. Honestly. Really, the only thing I'm on is Instagram. Um, I was on Twitter for a while, but it's you know Twitter's real toxic. Man. It's oh like, yeah, it's a negative environment. Man. Oh I yeah, can't handle that. So I like positive. You know, mm. I don't know. Brings it to, brings it down. I'm trying to make people laugh, and I don't want the yeah. I have shit, so. I have a Facebook mainly just for like family and stuff like that. Like I don't really use it, or like I'll like share something that someone else like posted, but like never will I, unless it's like promoting stuff for myself, like or for shows or right. shit like that. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 a it's good to have. I might change my mind somewhere down the road, but yeah, Instagram has been pretty pretty good for my purposes so far and i only use it for comedy yeah i I have a personal instagram too but i don't use that anymore um i don't know what like uh my my girlfriend follows me on there too and so she would say oh hey why did you like uh you know this this uh why'd you like that girl's pose uh, yeah exactly i'm like i think she's a model isn't she no she's not a model Oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> I can't be friendly with somebody else. Like, I mean, she's in Australia. I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> don't you hate when that happens too? Like yeah. you, you clearly know it's a bot that's like yeah. it just followed you, and and you're just like, oh well, I mean, it's a right. follower. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I get that all the time on Instagram. You get like those. Yeah, put a story up, and I, I get a oh, you know what? There's all these views, and it's all these people. All these uh, watch my pussy. Like what? Yeah. What Have you seen those? Like, yeah. What? I get I get the messages too. Like I don't know if they DM you. No, I haven't got that. I don't, I don't pay attention. I just block them. I block them. I just forget. Like the ones that say, "Watch your pussy." What's it gonna go? Like, What's happening? Go today? click this link to go view my sex tape. Like no. <laughs> I, I guess they do it because someone's falling for it. There's an idiot out there that's doing that. Thing. Oh, there's there's incels all over the place that yeah, are like. I'm mad. Yeah, I guess because it's like. Yeah, obviously that's she's not gonna hook up. It's not even, it's not even a woman. It's not even. It's probably some. It's, who knows who it is? It's, it's probably not. some like dude behind the like forty year old man behind the computer screen, just like yeah, yeah. somebody jacking off somewhere. I don't know. They could be in the, you know, somewhere in Africa or something. And once you get friendly with them, they're like, oh, you know, I could, I need some money. Yeah, I'm a Nigerian prince. Yeah, something like that. So, who knows, man? I've gotten all sorts of things, but. But, um, so, are you from out here? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I've lived here all my life. Uh, originally, my family moved out here from uh, Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> it's so very my, small. Is what I'm saying. So, yeah, my whole family's from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So, like, so you know, the yeah, area, yeah. the East Coast is mm. not really the area. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know, like around that area. Yeah. Yeah. So I still have some family there, but you know, most of it's here. And I grew up here pretty much, so, um, you know, uh, I hate the heat, but this time of year is great. Oh, yeah. Once it gets, like, June, July, August, though, it sucks. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. definitely sucks. Got to deal with it. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, just trying to get myself on stage as much as possible, just like everyone else. Well, everyone else doing comedy. Yeah. Yes. Not everybody's trying to get on stage. Yeah, not. I, I mean, if you're if you're trying to be a comedian or improv, that's really the only way to like really to go about it. But like, who were some of the like comedy and like who made you want to go on stage and like take the acting classes? Were there any like influences at all that you had that? I mean, yeah, you know, I I don't know if there were influences or not. Like, I just. I was a weird kid, man. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be a comedian. Uh, you know, um, I watched like, you know, Richard Pryor and you know, Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, Red Skelton. I don't know if you've heard of Red Skelton. No, actually, I haven't. He's way dead. But <laughs> it's a whole comedian. But I mean, yeah, I, I loved it and um, uh, wanted to, wanted to, wanted to do it. You know. Um, and, uh, you know, it was always something that was on my mind, but it's like, you know, getting on stage, like you're, you're younger and you're getting on stage. That's good. Like you're doing it. Like, yeah. Uh, waiting till you're older like me is, uh, you know, you can't have regrets. I mean, things happen when they happen, but you know, you, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, uh, I don't know if they were influences or not. I just liked watching them, man. I just liked what they did. I just mm -hmm. liked the, the, you know, the, making people laugh so yeah that's that's the big thing like being not just a person not just a comedian but like an entertainer for me right like because yeah we can make people laugh or like we have jokes or whatever but they're like you want to or at least for me like i want to add something more to right. it sure. in order to kind of like break myself out like you know like oh here he's not just a comedian he can do this and right. this and this but like what what kind of made you like like just push yourself out there because i mean you, you didn't mention like you wish you would have did it at a younger age oh yeah i don't know um uh yeah i don't know i, I guess just you know you, you start to uh have more birthdays and you know you're like well it's, it's, it's just like a little bit older <laughs> it's just like you know yeah you, you, it's kind of you need to get you need to start doing it if you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. you need to either do it or tell yourself it's never going to happen but you've got to you know um and you you don't want to live your life 
going to an office or whatever it is yeah. that you do for a paycheck and that's not really who you are you know you want to tap into whoever you you are and pursue that and for me you know i wanted to wanted to do this so um and yeah, i needed to make it happen and uh yeah like that first the first acting class i took which which was like this joke of an acting class it wasn't even no, this guy was really an acting teacher or not. I think he was some sort of criminal. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, a, they went, like, there was something wrong with this guy. Like, I don't, I don't even. Was it like at some like upstairs, like of a Sears or something yeah, like that? No, like, it wasn't a Sears thing. He had like this little, this little shitty building, and um, and uh, you know, he, he couldn't. He had no credits to his name. He mm -hmm. couldn't act. He wrote something once or whatever. So he had yeah. no like. He just never internet. Yeah. He, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so I get into this acting class. There's all these other people in there, and you know, like, all of them are really nice and everything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Hey, I think you're starting on the wrong day." And I'm like, "What?" And like, "Yeah, you're, you're gonna kind of get thrown to the wolves tonight." And I'm like, "Well, whatever. I'm here to, you know, I'm here to. Like, I'm here to learn, right? I'm here to like, learn. I'm here to do yeah. this." And this guy just says, okay, here's your, here's a monologue and uh, you're going to read this for 10 minutes and then you're going to go up in front of everyone and, and do it. I'm like, what? It's like a, <laughs> it was a three minute monologue. Uh -huh. I don't even remember what it was uh, exactly. And yeah, I couldn't even, I, I go, I, I, I read this for 10 minutes and I go up there and he's got a camera on you, he's filming it. And, you know, there's 20 or 30 people in front of me. And I start reading this thing, and I'm like, this, you know, I couldn't barely get the words out. Mm -hmm. It was it wasn't acting. It was and it's just, just like, one of those things where it's like, am I doing this right? Like, yeah, yeah I, I, it wasn't even acting. Yeah. It was just like, a, it was a shitty experience. But after that was over, I'm like, you know what? If I could, if I can survive that. I'm still alive. I'm still here. I'm still I'm okay. You know, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. Now I can kind of. So I went to a few more of those classes, and uh, I stopped going to those because that guy was, like I said, there was something wrong with that guy. Yeah. But there was a, a legitimate acting coach here in town named Anna Risley. Your listeners, or if you want to look her up, she was uh, she retired. She taught. Um, she did one-on-one -on -one, uh, act, acting coach too. She's also a comedian. She was one of the original cast members, or. Uh, in the beginning years of Saturday Night Live. Oh, wow. So she was on Saturday Night Live. I, like, I don't remember what years she was on there, but um, early 70s, she was in Saturday Night Live. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing here. But it was sometime around like, yeah, it was she, the early parts yeah, of SNL. Yeah, early parts of SNL, she was on there. She was in movies with Woody Allen. And, oh, wow. Like, she was, she was legit. So, so you actually had like a legitimate acting coach now. Yeah, like a that. legitimate acting coach. I worked with her for... Uh, uh, a little of her last year of actively teaching, basically. Mm. Um, and then I started doing the uh, comedy after she retired. Did you ever try to like book yourself for commercials and stuff like that? Nah, or like, did you... I never did that. It wasn't really, you know, I didn't really want to even do that. Um, uh, I wanted to, um, I was really more interested in comedy. Mm. I don't know if I, I don't think I was a very good actor. <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> Um, but you know, it teaches you a lot and, and everything's a learning experience and, you know, um, and it, it really helps you build your confidence to actually get up, get on stage and, and, and um, and actually do it and actually do it. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, memorizing a monologue and you know, rehearsing it and, you know, and I would just act in front of one person, which. I argue that that is tougher than acting in front of like 30 people. Oh, yeah. You know, because that or, one person's just honing on your mistakes. Right. They're just staring at you and you're like, okay. So I would say that's, you know, again, it was just kind of one of these things where you, you know, you, uh, you, and I read this somewhere. Um, and actually, this is one of the things that I started thinking about before I took my first acting class is that, you know, you have to do the thing you're, you're afraid of doing. It doesn't mean you have to jump out of a plane because I'm afraid of doing that too. But even know, with somebody strapped on you, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I would do it. 
Nah, you know, shit fails, you know. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe it doesn't fail every time, but mm, but eventually it does and you're just like there are people that die doing that. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the kind of thing like they say Oh, this is a really rare disease, rare form of cancer. It's really rare that people get struck by lightning or whatever. But when you do get struck by lightning, it's not rare for you. You got struck by lightning. You're, you, yeah, you 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 beat the odds. You're there. fucked. Like, like yeah, that's it for you. You know, so it's not rare for you anymore. So maybe every, you know, I don't know how often people die jumping out of airplanes if they have a parachute. Obviously, if you jump out and you don't have a parachute, then you're that one hundred percent. Yeah, that's you're dead. But well, not always true. I don't know if you've ever seen the show uh, Nitro Circus. I don't, I don't. It's like a here's here's how the age comparison right now. It was like when I was a teenager, which was like ten years ago. Uh, but it was basically these whole bunch of like biker guys and stuff like that, and they would do just dumb stuff. So they went to I think it was like Abu Dhabi or something like that, and they legally there you can jump out of airplanes without parachutes. So you jump out of the plane, they throw the parachute first, and then you oh, jump okay. out of the parachute, yeah. Yeah. dive in, and then try to put it on. Yeah. And then before you hit the ground, just... Yeah, yeah. For some reason, that doesn't sound like a great like a great idea. I mean, you wouldn't want to do that the first time. No, no. You're jumping out of the plane. No. Like, that's, so you want to be an experienced person. But yeah, I still think that's a bad idea. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, you're uh, you should do the thing that you that you that you're you're the most apprehensive about doing. You know? So yeah, I mean, you're supposed to pursue those things. Um, yeah, not stupidly, mm-hmm. but you know. So uh, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, but, yeah. Um... <laughs> Now, was the comedy club in, that comedy club in Scottsdale you were talking about? Yeah. Uh, was that the first place you ever did comedy yeah. at? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Do you remember that night or day or whatever? Yeah, and I sucked. <laughs> I sucked. I think everybody sucks yeah. the first time. I, mean, I, I you know, I, I didn't know how to write. I didn't, you know, I know how to write. I think I'm a relatively good writer, but there's a way to write, you know, mm-hmm. like. I think as a comedian, um, what any anybody, you don't have to be a comedian. Anybody looks at the world through their own unique lens. Yeah. And a comedian looks at it and oh, that's hilarious, and you know. And you and I could be talking, and I could tell you a story, and you'll and you'll say that's hilarious. But that story told the same way on stage is not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't work. So you have to know how to write. Uh, in a certain way to, to make it make sense on stage to an audience, mm-hmm. you know, so, and I, I didn't know how to do that. So I'm just up there telling, I don't even remember what the story was, uh, but, uh, and I sucked. And I think I got some laughs, but I think they were laughing because it was, you know, they were laughing like at me. Yeah. It was like awkward. It's just like, it's like so bad, but we'll like, yeah, I think I was telling something about how I ran my ex wife's cats over. I oh my God. And, uh, and everybody was like, that's not funny. Because I, uh, I really did run both of her cats over on two different occasions, and it wasn't uh, purpose. I didn't do it mm-hmm. on purpose, but. How many people did you do it in front of, though? Like That you- was probably. You know, that was a pretty light night. Like, uh, that was like a Thursday night. I think it was like, I don't know, there might have been 15 people there or something like that. See, like, I remember my first bomb, like, or my first ever time doing it, and I bombed, and it was in front of, like, four people at, like, this cafe um, at the time that literally right around the corner called Epic Cafe. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know Rich Gary. Yeah, well, I don't know him. But or you know him. of him? Yeah. yeah. So he, before he, like, started, like, really diving into improv, like, that was his show right there. And so... I don't know. I ran the I ran the light probably like three by three minutes. Right. Um, I had. Uh, do you know who uh, Daniel Via is or Danny Via? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know how he goes, huh, ha, ha, or like whatever, like how you can always distinctly tell his laugh. Right. Right. right yeah, right. that's the only laugh that I was getting. <laughs> that was the yeah. only thing I was getting. Yeah, I was just like, okay, dude. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, dude. I get it. Like. <laughs> You're right. 
And then I had one of the comedians, a female comedian in Tucson, who I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to get into any like stuff or anything like that because people out here be something else. Right. But like she told me like, oh, next time you should try and be funny. Oh, that's nice. And then she went up and bombed just as bad as I did. And I, I, I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, good to get what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? No one's funny their first time. No. And they, I, don't, I don't care how And if you are, it's an anomaly. Yeah. No, it really is. And and I don't care how good of a comedian you are, how long you've been doing it, you can still have a shitty set. And you can do the same set one night and be and it's hilarious and you kill. And then, and then you do it the next set, night and it's... There's nothing. You don't gain it. So, yeah. you know, I... I yeah, there's a you, you get a lot of that. From, I... I uh, at, that... Uh, JP's comedy club and Gilbert. I, I, uh, I wouldn't call it a bomb, but you know it wasn't my best set. <laughs> I think it was just the wrong audience for what I do. And, and the comedian that came up for me up after me was like, "Oh, yeah, we'll give it up for for Nick. He bombed." And like, yeah, you, you. yeah, like you don't gotta tell me I bombed. I already know I bombed. Yeah, I like it's fine. You know, whatever. I mean, you know, and then you kind of like you. Same thing. He kind of bombed too, and I was like, "Well, that's yeah. that's what you get." You know? <laughs> how how is that? How is that room at JP's? Uh, because I'm doing a show in April there, April third. Yeah, um, I'm like I'm trying to get like you, Cody, or like, I'm trying to get like people's perspective of the room, so at least I know what I'm like getting into. I mean, it's a nice room. It's a nice stage. Um, you know, the audience is. I mean, I, I, depending on who you bring <laughs> yeah i mean uh and 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 jim perry is a nice enough guy the guy that owns the club but that is a bringer show and mm-hmm. if your audience isn't familiar with the term bringer that's yeah you know if you're a comedian and you get books they're expecting you to bring your you know, own people at yeah. jp's comedy club it's four people they want you to bring and that's why they love you so um like it doesn't matter if you're funny or not funny. As long as you can bring, bring ten people. people, you know, if you're like call them up. Hey, I can promise I can bring ten people. He will book you. He doesn't care if you're funny or not. So it's like, I guess uh, it's a double-edged sword in a way. You know, I I have an issue with it because you know then you then you get from the audience perspective the people that aren't there mm-hmm. because of. A comedian to see a comedian, they're paying to see the show, and they get stuck watching some shitty comedian because they brought ten people. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. Not every shitty, not every comedian is shitty that brings people. I mean, it's like, it's like sometimes you got to do what you got to do to you know in order right. to try it. But like uh, 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 Cody, for example, I, he was he wanted to do the show. Uh-huh. Um, he was telling me, and I, I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing here because I might have this wrong, but. He was doing. He was going to do the show up there, and um, he called Jim or texted him or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I want to do the show, but I can't bring, you know." Yeah, I can't bring people. I can't bring that. I'm going to come to Tucson, and so Jim Perry's like, "Well, I can't, you know, I can't really book you." So Cody offered. He's like, "Well, what if I buy the tickets?" You know, and, Jim, yeah. and then so Jim was like, "Okay, well that's fine," and I think that's pretty shitty. I'm like, you know what? So you're gonna so yeah, it's like, you're you're gonna have me pay seventeen dollars for each ticket, right? And then give me back half of that. Not even half. I don't know if you're getting paid. Usually they don't even pay you. So yeah, hard. he. So he told me I was getting paid. Okay. Okay. But I don't know about that. I've never like I've never I've never the guy. I've never. I think what he's doing now is uh, he will give you half of your ticket sales that's that's what he told me yeah i think he's doing that now but um, before he wasn't doing that no oh wow no before he wasn't doing it. Wow. so yeah so i mean and then like my show i wanted to find i'm trying to find a club to do it in, up in phoenix and, um, and I, I talked to him about it and he's like well you know it's 250 dollars, and then you keep your ticket sales and which is fine, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know you, if I want to do it up there or not. I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to do it. I just want to I, 
I would try um, if you wanted to do one in Glendale or no in Phoenix. There's um if you go to Westgate, it's where the uh, Phoenix uh, card. It's where the Arizona Cardinal Stadium is. Start crazy. Yeah, that I've I've been in there a couple times. Yeah, like that's not a bit, like it's, no, it's a, a nice bad, club. I haven't yeah. talked to them about it. Um. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, I mean. But yeah, no. It's I mean, hey, it's a it's a comedy club. He's he's booking a lot of uh, acts, and mm-hmm. I mean, but it is a you know a comedy club in the truest sense. You know, you've got the two drink minimum, yeah, twenty dollar tickets, and it is a bringer show. Well, and, at least uh, with the like, I was reading with the tickets. At least it comes with food. Like the the tickets, you get food with it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he wasn't doing that before. Either. Well, so at least like I read like. Um, because he sent me the link to his website, so I read the like the ticket description. So at least I knew what like what my friends were getting into. Yeah. Because um, I told them about it, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, it shows here you get food with the ticket price." So I mean, like, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I but, guess that's probably that's something new he's doing too. He's probably doing it to try to get people to bring people. Yeah. You know, which is his. I guess his marketing strategy, or I, I don't know. I mean, I like, like I said, I, I've never met the guy. I, I'm pretty sure he like I've, I've heard he's cool, but at the same time, like I just, you know, I don't know what to expect. But what to expect on March 30th should be a fire show that you're actually throwing at Monterey Court. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Monterey Court here in uh, Tucson. Um, is that the wait, wait? Wait. Is that the one literally like right up the street, like five? Or Monterey Court, uh, it's, uh, it's um, over on the north side. It's uh, kind of it's off. It's Mar- it's on Miracle Mile. Okay. Miracle Mile. So Miracle Mile and Oracle area. Um, it's a historic motel that they turned into a live music venue. Oh, and they that also is. Have uh, like they also have a bar and restaurant and all that in there. But it's a really nice stage. Um, uh, Cody, Cody, and. Don Batola, Don Batola, and, and Mike Anthony did the last show. It was a good show. It's a good, it's a fun show. This will be our second one. Uh, you're on it. Mm-hmm. Second one. Yeah. Now, I, you put out recently that you've got a second venue, or at least you were. Yeah, I've got a second venue lined up, um, and uh, there will be a show at that second venue on the 17th, and. Um, uh, it's on Tucson, and I'll be announcing the, the venue because I have the comics lined up. Uh, probably have you on on it or on the seventeenth, but I have I, I I need to line up everyone yeah. else for it. Um, right. So it's called the Unknown Comedy. Yeah. What What made you choose the actual name? Like, was it because like uh, a lot of these, a lot of us are like kind of like unknown guys? That's exactly the reason. <laughs> Yeah, I I, well, I was trying to come up with a name for it, and uh, I thought then that just kind of came came to my, well, it was influenced too by and you can YouTube this guy probably, um, you know, uh, but there used to be a show called The Gong Show back in the seventies, and he had this he had this guy come on the show. Uh, the Gong Show was like a game, sh- like a, a weird talent show. And people would go on stage and they would they'd be awful and he'd go up and he'd just run up there and just like ring this giant gong and they'd pull him off stage they'd pull the people off stage so so just that the comic that he would have that was like a regular on the show would come up there and he wore a bag over his head so he didn't know who he was he called himself the unknown comic and he was horrible he wasn't funny at all but he called himself the unknown comic and you can you know like you can look this guy up um, so that also influenced the name of the unknown comedy show, because, but mostly, yeah, none of us are known, so the yeah. idea is to we're known to each other. That's right. right. We're known yeah. to each other, and the pe- people that go to laughs or yeah. whatever show they might catch catches. It's so. weird. Pre-COVID, like I got recognized more for dancing at clubs than for comedy. Wow. Well. Yeah. Hold on one second, Nick. I'm gonna pause this real quick because it's good to do this this way because uh, 
Are we back? Oh yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay. But yeah, no, no, no. It didn't, yeah. So basically, what we were talking while we were, you know, a little cut um, was that anchor basically, and you know your, how you do your podcast and uh, with your podcast, uh, what was it? my dad's face or Playboys? Playboys, my dad's right. What, like, what, what in like, how did you get that name for my dad's Playboys? I don't know. Every like, name is that I wanted was taken. Like, I think <laughs> there's so many podcasts. I mean, you can think of anything. Like, I'm surprised you know, this name wasn't taken. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't taken too. Like, that's, I mean, dude, uh, I, I have to say, thank you, Connor Hannah. Thank you. With no, seriously, like he, we were at House of Bards, and I was like, "Dude, I want to start a podcast. I just don't know what to name it." He's on stage and just like, "Just name it Always High." And then next thing you know, like I checked, I was like, "Oh, nobody's got this name. Cool." Yeah, that's that's incredible. That was. I mean, everything that I could think of. I mean, it wouldn't matter how obscure somebody somebody had it. And uh, so I thought of, yeah, my dad's Playboys because when I was a kid, you know, what kid didn't take his dad's Playboys? You know, so, I don't know. Playboys were a thing when you were a kid. But, yeah. Or you, you actually had unlimited access to porn on the internet. You would, okay, so <laughs> yes and no. Because, like, my parents would be strict with it. Like, we wouldn't be able to watch. So, like, yes, we had, like, computers and stuff like that, but, like, we had, or at least my family, we had, like, our mom, like, put, like, passwords and shit like that. Um, so, if we did do anything, it was, like, magazines we found in our dad's bathroom or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, I'd, I think with that, like, your podcasts aren't even that long, either. They're, like, and when I look, they're, like, four minutes and... Yeah, seven, four. The, the problem is because I, I record them off of... Yeah. I don't record them on Anchor. Uh-huh. So, maybe I just need to get faster internet or whatever. But, I mean, literally, if I have, like, even a seven-minute podcast, it will take over an hour to upload. Oh, wow. You know, so it's, that, it's, it's ridiculous. That's probably just the Wi-Fi. Yeah, sure that is what it is. Yeah, it's it's just it, it sucks that, and I have you know reasonably fast internet. I, I just uh, so um, uh, it it takes a long time to upload it, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I've been limiting it to under ten minutes. The other thing is I don't really have any guests on my podcast. I've been doing just like uh, writing out like a monologue that you know. Yeah, and, and it's hard to talk by yourself. For like an hour, it is. I, I think like Bill Burr's podcast, he'll go an hour talking by himself or whatever. Yeah, but even Ollie's podcast, Ollie Musa. Yeah, he does that by yeah. himself. Yeah. Oh, well, so he'll have guests sometimes, but he'll like the first few episodes, like the, when he started, it was just him, like just like, oh hey, like I'm just gonna rant about whatever the fuck I want for like an hour. Yeah, and then. Like, yeah, and I mean, I could rant probably too. I'm like, you know, I, I just, I'm so, uh, uh, I'll, I'll trail off into this and that and then something else, and it won't make any sense. And so I'm like, yeah, I gotta feel, I feel like I have to organize myself and write it out. But maybe I should just rant. I don't know. <laughs> well, but so uh, this uh, actually before it became always high it used to actually be a sports podcast, ironically enough, and I would try to like write out everything and I wasn't able to do it that way for some reason I need to have like the open availability to right. be like yeah we can just do or say almost whatever because right. I don't want like any backlash or <laughs> like you know right. people say something the wrong or taking something the wrong way right so like I, I as far as like I, I can't really write out like if what I plan on doing because even when I do it just goes that fast yeah and I end up winging stuff anyway yeah and I mean that's kind of the same thing like I'll write out what I'm you know what what I write out is more of a roadmap it's kind of a guideline just mm -hmm. to keep me yeah. on topic if you will and then you know I might go into different areas but I don't want my whole podcast to be be this rambling because I don't know if that's going to work or not. Maybe it will. Maybe that's going to be the thing. Maybe that's what I really need to do. Maybe that's what people want to hear. 
Just you just going off on tangents about aliens and who knows, man. But that's the other thing too, is you know, you're afraid of like, well, you know, I guess you could just edit it out, but if you say say the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, but because I mean yeah, you don't even have to say the wrong thing for it to be the wrong thing today. You can just say anything. And somebody will just tell you you said the wrong thing. Well, even like the stuff that we say now that is good, fast forward 10 years, we might not be okay. Right. Yeah. Like, look at Eminem. Look at Eminem, Dr. Seuss, like Pepe Le Pew. Like, they're all being canceled for stuff right. that was okay for that time. Yeah. I mean, like, Pepe Le Pew got kind of a bad, bad rap. I mean, he, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't you, think he really did anything wrong. First of all, he's, he's 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 a French character, so that's culturally different. I'm not saying the French are all great, but you know they're they're different. They're culturally different. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, uh, the character that he was after was actually a cat that painted a stripe on her back, so it was kind of a so, tease. He, so wait, know, wait, 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 wait. She wasn't a scum. No. No, that was a black cat that walked under a a, a, a wet a pole that had just been painted white. So she wiped. So Pepe Le Pew, it was like mistaken identity. Pepe Le Pew thought she, she oh, was a god. So it's not even real, you know. Wow. Like if he knew that that was a cat. In fact, in fact, um, at the end of the, uh, I, I think there's only one. There aren't a lot of Pepe Le Pew uh, episodes, and the one that I remember uh, is that cat. Eventually, like the, it rains or something happens, and the and the paint comes off. Mm. But by this time, she's ready to kind of give in, and yeah, and, she's she's like, "You got me!" Like and give herself to Pepe Le Pew, but then Pepe Le Pew finds out that she's just a cat. And yeah, he's like, nah, I mean, nah, 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 not for uh, me. Not for me. Nope. So I think the whole thing is a misunderstanding. Really yeah, with that, like I don't remember much of Pepe with you, honestly. Like I remember like space, him and Space Jam. I always like uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah, yeah. Like there, I, I don't think I ever watched like the cartoon when I was a kid though. Like, well, it might be gone now. Maybe it's not even on. Oh, maybe it's not even on uh, YouTube anymore. But um, well, we'll find it somewhere. I'm pretty sure if HBO Max has like Tom and Jerry and stuff like that, yeah, 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 yeah. probably there. Yeah, like, but yeah, I remember that specifically though. That that cat, like, it rained, or maybe a bucket of water was dumped on the cat, something, and the white stripe came off of her, and that's when Pepe Le Pew was like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're a cat? No, 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 not for me. No, not for no, me. I don't. I'm not into that. No." Into interspecies or whatever, you know, yeah. Pepe Le Pew was like, no, you're not, no. So it was really, yeah, I think uh, people need to walk, you know, maybe they need to watch that episode to understand like, both sides of the story. Because he, he was kind of, he was just, he misunderstood, like, you know. Were you, do you have a type of way of, like, do you feel a type of way about the whole Lola Bunny thing? I don't, I don't even you, know what going on with that so they basically desexualized um lola bunny because you know like how she had curves and like like breasts yeah 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 so that's from uh what is that from again uh so space jam mainly um but there was like looney tunes where oh, she was okay. in and yeah. um you know i don't know i think it's i, I obviously it's stupid i mean Who's, who's paying attention to that? Like, I, I mean, there's a whole community looking at that. No, there, there, yeah, there's like, but like, I was thinking about this. Okay, so there's this cancel culture, yeah. right? We call it cancel culture. I don't know anybody who's doing that. I've never met anybody who's into, who's worried about that stuff. I, I don't know. Like, where are they? Where are these people that are causing all this trouble? Because I've never even. I've never seen them. I've never met them. I, I don't know what they look like. I don't know if yeah. they're like. Is it just one person who's got a bunch of different email accounts? Is it just causing trouble? I don't know. Like, yeah, I've never really like Mr. Potato Head. I I didn't understand that. Either. I mean, that one's weird because what if that's how he identifies? He identifies as you literally have a Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. 
Why can't they? What? Just... Like, you're okay with having a Mrs. with this whole and thing? You can get Mr. You're... Potato Head, rip off his mustache, and put on Mrs. Potato Head. And it's a whole different thing. Yeah, like, you have a whole, I don't understand. Yeah, that, that, that's confusing as hell to me. That one's confusing. A lot of that stuff is stupid, though. Like, all of, it's, it's all of it. It's like, if, here's another thing. Like, think about all of the, um, what, what they're able to do. Like, they're able to get, you know, uh, Dr. Seuss's family to pull six books. That weren't their, even popular. They weren't even popular. They're able to get that. They're, they're able to influence that and make that happen. They're able to get celebrities to apologize for it. What if they took all of that energy and said, hey, you know, we want to stop, you know, uh, human sex trafficking? Or what if they took all that energy and, like, put it towards something real instead of some well, set up Pepe Le Pew. It seems like they could actually make a difference and, and force, you know, force change. But well, with the human, I, what I will say with the, actually with the human sex trafficking, trafficking, like they're making like headway with that yeah. because of actually all the people that have come out. I know like Ashton Kutcher's like somebody that's like the actually like the lead of it, which is oh, so surprising. They're, they're doing a lot with it, but it's just, you know, I'm just but, like but yeah, no, like you're right. Like if you, like if we had the cancel culture to like curing COVID or like you know finding better ways to cure cancer or something like that, like yeah, it, like we would be so we wouldn't be like a lot farther ahead. Maybe we would be a little bit, but farther. we would be a little bit. Maybe it would make a difference. It just seems such a seems like such a waste to go after stupid things that really nobody thinks about or cares about. I, I mean, at least I don't know anybody. Like I, I, I didn't even know they still sold Mr. Potato Head. Like, I, I, yeah, like maybe at the Disney store, yeah, like, or like online, or well, like, Pepe Le Pew. Like, I mean, ooh, like nobody even. That's not even a, a current Disney character. Like, that's not even. Is it? I don't think it is. No, it wasn't. No, well. It was more Warner Brothers, I think. But like, I think the, right. I think the only reason why that even popped up was because LeBron's redoing Space Jam. I mean, that's I the only. I think that's the only reason. Are they going to cancel Quagmire next? Or? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Like Quagmire. Oh, is cool. that guy's rapey as hell. Man. Quagmire. <laughs> oh, now, even the other guy that the, the child molester on. Oh, Herbert. Herbert, yeah. I think he's already been canceled, though. I think so. Yeah, well. If if not, though, like good, honestly, like yeah. I, I don't think anybody's taken Seth MacFarlane like that seriously, though. Well, yeah, but why would you take Looney Tunes seriously? I mean, did, uh, yeah, know, that's true. Yeah, I mean, of course you shouldn't take any of it seriously. Well, I mean, I, well, you're, you're so, supposed to look at it as a it's a joke. I, like that's the. I don't know. I think the reason being is that Seth, Seth MacFarlane actually came out like way before he to, like was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna make the shit that I want to make," like, right. And I think that's why everybody's like kind of okay with you know what he does, right? Versus like, oh, this was okay at the time period, but now it's not. So let's just go ahead and get rid of this, like. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Or uh, Brickleberry is another one. Yeah, Berry. I've that, seen that's, this. I mean, they don't, they're, they're not making any more episodes, but it's still, you know. That got cool. canceled way before canceled even yeah. started. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough, but, you know, again, it's all, it's a, car, it's a you know, a cartoon, like, or Archer. I mean, he's a rapey. Yeah. Guy. Like, Basically, like, you know, things that FX that. and Comedy Central, like, like, Put out like sometimes that like really borderline, right? Yeah, you know, sometimes I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of us. There's nothing borderline about it. You know? It's just. But again, it's like you have to uh, look at it as it's a joke. It's not serious. Nobody's taking it seriously. They're not promoting anything bad. Anybody that's watching. Quagmire and, and looking at Quagmire as some sort of role model and taking it seriously has other problems. Yeah. Like there's other issues going on. That's, I mean, you're not going to take it seriously. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just stupid. But anyway, 
know. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you find Quagmire as a role model, like if anybody's a role model in that show, it's Joe. Like the, the wheelchair guy. Yeah. Yeah. How did he end up in a wheelchair? Uh, I think he got shot on Christmas. Oh, but, okay. Like they had a whole like flashback of how he got paralyzed and. Yeah. Yeah, but they do a lot with him though. They make fun of him. Yeah, they they had him. I, I remember they had him uh, like a Lance Armstrong situation where he got caught with PEDs, like and he uh, won yeah. like a disabled Olympics. I don't remember that. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've watched every every episode a number of times. I don't remember that one, but yeah, they, it's just they, they they've been on for. What nineteen seasons or something yeah. crazy like that? So and it's still entertaining though. That's the yeah. it's it's yeah. No, it's a great show. The, the writing is, is do, great. Do uh, you like The Simpsons at all? Yeah, I never really liked The Simpsons that much. Really? Um, yeah, they're okay. It's okay. I mean, but then you know, you write, you watch something better like Family Guy or like uh, uh, Rick and Morty. I mean, oh the, yeah, the writing in Rick and Morty is. The concepts that they is brilliant, brilliant did you, stuff. Did you see season four? Yeah, I've seen all the seasons. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I've seen all the seasons. I mean, I, I you know, like I said, that the whole, the whole that that's brilliant writing to come up with that whole the the, the, the characters, the, the character development, the, everything about that show is is top notch. I mean, I wish that shows with real actors that you know live action shows were as good as oh yeah because there are there are a whole bunch of method actors on that show like so like when rick gets drunk like that's the actual voice actor yeah drunk <laughs> that's like right no that's i mean yeah no and they're the you know the, the, this the whole thing even the con the the idea of being able to, that that there's uh, infinite universes and like infinite selves and mm -hmm. you know this the whole thing like the whole idea of like they fuck up their their current situation so they're like oh now we got to go find the new now we got to go back we got to find a new reality or whatever it's 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 uh it's very uh, uh very complex did you uh did you hear that they were trying to cancel Brick and Morty at one point in time. No, that, I don't think anybody would have stood for that. Well, so I don't know. I'm trying to find it because I got sent the video a while ago of what actually like happened, but I get apparently. Oh no, for the 9/11 thing, right? No, so apparently the one of the right, like the head writer for the show, pitched an idea to either H, for either Stars or Showtime, one of the ones that show like really graphic and like. Uh, like really like some fucked up shit. And so he pitched an idea to where I'm like, he breaks, like he has this guy break into his house and like kidnaps a baby and all that. And they tried to cancel him because of that. And I, like, and it was something that was done in 2000, like early 2000s, like way before he like even came up with the concept for Rick and Morty. Right. And then it was also pitched, he even mentioned, like, it's pitched to a station that is okay with putting, like, darker shit out there. So, like, he picked the platform for a reason. And, you know, he had it so methodically, like, placed at the time. And then now it, like, it almost backfired, like, in his face. Crazy. Yeah, I, you could, you, you could do something before you were born. Like while your mom is pregnant with you, you could do something and get canceled for it if they find out. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's how ridiculous the cancel culture stuff is. Because they they'll they'll go back and once they become famous enough and they have a reason to cancel you, they'll go back and look at all your stuff. Yeah, that's why you got to be careful with your podcast. Oh yeah, you get famous and they'll be going through all your stuff. You know, and they're like, oh, we got to cancel this on yeah. his own because he said, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it, it it's. It broken. It broken's okay. Yeah, but see, <laughs> but see, he just doesn't give a shit. I don't think he's cancelable because he doesn't really give a shit, and he owns. Yeah, all, he owns everything. He man. owns everything. Yeah, I and mean, he's a, you know he's a, I don't know how much money he has, multi millionaire. Oh, uh, just with the his podcast alone, fucking a lot. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Spotify gave him under million, I think. Yeah, some ridiculous amount. Yeah, he got like an uh, a major league baseball player's contract, and I was just like, whoa, that that is. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, that's where you need to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Gina Carano. You know, I don't think she's she doesn't have as much money as um, Joe Rogan does, obviously. But, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit, and she's got another movie deal and kind of whatever she's doing. But what did they cancel her for? Because she put something. I don't know. She put don't something know. on the internet. I don't know. Yeah. So she she like retweet uh, retweeted a meme or something. It's, I don't know. Even like yeah, like you can get canceled for other people's tweets. Like yeah, that, that's it's, it's, uh, dumb. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, now, yeah, uh, yeah, the show, but, but yeah, uh, you know, back to the, mm. back to the show, yeah, it's on the 30th, and you're on it, and Jared Martin, and, uh, Lex Scow, Lex Scow, who, who, who are you bringing for the, the guest host, because, is this some guy from, yeah, so there, there's three people on there for Phoenix, uh, the host is John Cowan, um, he's, uh, He's an old guy. He's been doing comedy for like 20 years. He's, eh, he's not that great. My opinion. Hope he never listens to your podcast. I doubt he will because he's yeah. in his 70s. I don't think he's listening to all his high podcasts. Yeah. Um, my demographic's like my like 24 to 27 <laughs> anyway. He's probably not going to listen to it. But uh, he's, a, he's a good host. And, um, you know, he doesn't get a lot of stage time or anything like that. So I was, you know, it's felt like. Like have him, have him down. Have a have a good time, you know. Yeah, you know he's a good host. I mean, I'll have him come back because I hosted the last show, and uh, I was also doing the music. And you're um, like, I need someone else. I can't do all of it. You yeah, know, I don't need it necessarily to have someone else host. I could have someone help me with the music or yeah. whatever. But no, I also no. figured I just try, you know, try it out. Um, and then the other two guys are. Uh, um, DJ Samar and Mike Bolin, they're also comedians from Phoenix. Um, so I like to have a good mix. Like I like to bring down some people from Phoenix here and there. Yeah, so it's not like always like the same like right. card. It's not the the same lineup right. just week or like just month after month. Yeah, when I have a venue in Phoenix, I want to bring mm-hmm. Tucson comics up. Yeah. There. Get a good get a good mix and you know show that hey you know Phoenix people you're not that much better than us. <laughs> no, in fact you're not. I mean I don't know if you've heard a lot of Phoenix comics, but I've only been the one open mic out there. You know, I mean no uh, disrespect to the Phoenix comics. Oh yeah, no there, no, no disrespect, but like some <laughs> of y'all think that y'all right. better than us, and we got some heat. No, there yeah there's there's some good comics out there. Oh there's yeah, comics Steen, that think they're like, good out there. Like Stina's that. fucking. Stina, uh, I don't, uh, what's her fucking last name? Um, God damn it, now I gotta look this up. But her her first name's Stina, and she's a comic that used to live out here and then, like, now lives in Phoenix and yeah. does it. And she is fucking hilarious. Like, it's, like, I haven't even, I haven't heard of her. And I know, I, well, I, I pay attention to what's down there. Is it, you know, trying to book people on everything. Yeah. Um, where the fuck is she? Yeah, so I try to pay attention. I haven't heard of her. Um, yeah, there's some good comics up there. There's some comics that are just in. Yeah. Stina uh, Salito. That's that's her name. Yeah, I've never heard of her. She's still actively. Doing I that. think so. I don't know because I don't know because of COVID. Well, actually, no. Here, yeah, no. Uh, I think she does Zoom open mics. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, um, or here's a show that she was on with a few of the people in September. Okay. But yeah, she still actively does comedy. I, I just don't know if she does it in front of people or if she... Right. Like, I know that she's like one of the funnier people out there. And Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's some good, there's some good comics out there for sure. Um. And they definitely have a more active comedy scene, which I, I I would like to see change. You know, here I mean, I, you know. Well, I mean, we're I think we're trying. That's like 
Wow, yeah, definitely trying. We're, we're trying, but with as many people that want to do comedy out here, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people. It seems like. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Someone might be knocking on the door. I don't know. But um, you might have just heard something. Yeah, you're living in an apartment. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what was I going to say? It seems like there's a lot of people here that want to be, I mean, like at laughs, it's, you know, there's been a lot of newer people. I think yeah. people come and go a lot. So, so Yeah, I think that people get the, I think that people are like, oh, like I'm going to try this and I'm, I'm a funny person. And then, like, they try it, and they don't make people laugh, and then they just get discouraged. And then, it, like, right. I don't think a lot of people realize that, like, no, you, it's just going to start that way. Right. But you have to work and grind right. and, you know, really find who you are as, like, a comedian. So and That takes a while. You know? Yeah. That takes, that takes time, and uh, you got to be pretty dedicated to it. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people out here that want to do it. Um, you know, uh I mean, that's kind of the reason I started the show, that, I, that unknown comedy show, because we had a lot of open, well, not even a lot of open mics. We had a few open mics and no shows except for laughs. And I was like, yeah. Were, were, were you in Tucson pre-COVID? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were, I was uh, going out to, I think I would hit up to 11 open mics a week. Sometimes. Jesus. So prior to COVID, so I would go. What uh, comedy at the Winch? Yeah. Uh, then there was um, there was a uh, on Tuesdays. There, there was the music box. Music box. I don't remember what I did on Wednesday. Wednesdays there were the screening room at. Or, yeah, I never did the screening room. Uh, and then um, the Mint. I tried to do the Mint once, but there wasn't. Uh, I think I took. I think I would take Wednesdays off, and I would go to Phoenix on Thursday to do the Scottsdale. Uh, there's a that open mic there. Yeah. Uh, so I'd go to Scottsdale, and then um, or I'd do laps here, uh, and Cava. So I don't know. I think I don't know, but I always did eleven. But there were like eleven different there open mics going on each at one time. But yeah, I mean. But even then, I don't think we had a lot of show shows. No, you know, so unless like whatever was going at lap, like whatever was going on at laps, or like um, I don't know, were you at the last uh, music box roast? Yeah. No, the roast I haven't been to. Oh, you need to next time they do one, you need to go. You'll have to try it out. That, I mean, I'll check it out. That that was literally like everybody went so hard. Yeah, I don't know if I would be good at that. I don't know if I would be good at roasting people. I mean, you know, I'm I'm okay if if I get heckled a little. You know, I can come back at an audience member pretty easily, mm-hmm. and I'm never too harsh or anything like that. I don't know if I could write, you know, five or six, you know, insulting things to say to another to another person in a roast. Like, if you, I've, I've watched a lot of the uh, like uh, uh, roast battles. For, yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff Ross, you know, that he puts on, um, you know, those are rough, man. Those have, are... have you seen any of the ones that they threw out here? No. Okay, so remember, uh, so Rich Gary and, like, three other people used to throw, um, like, roast battles, and the local comedians would, like, you know, sign in and, like, sign up and do all this. The year that, or the time that I did it, I had Eden first round. And he roasted you pretty No, well. I lucked out. He, he dropped out, and I was just like, yes. Oh, he dropped out? He, okay. Well, like, he didn't show up. Oh, okay. So I had to do Joe. I don't, I don't know. Do you know Joe Toller? I think I heard the name. But I yeah, no, that was a fucking train wreck. I will never do a roast again. Never. But. Yeah, I don't know. You have It's a. It's a... See, the, uh, from what I understand, I don't know how they're doing them here, mm-hmm. but like the roast that they have in LA, like at the comedy store or one of those places, 
the comedians know who they're going, but maybe they are doing ones where you kind of go up and you get a random selection of whomever. Well, so they that, they let you, they let you know. They let me know like seven hours in advance. Reasonable, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think everybody else knew probably like a day or two. Yeah, kind of need to. I mean. Because, you know, off the cuff to come up with five funny things to say about somebody, just right up, I mean, you have to be really good at yeah. it. Yeah, or, you know. or you just have to wing it, like, just be like, all right, well, we're on stage. I have, like, one joke, and I need five. Like, we're... Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would, like I said, I don't know if I'd be good at it. I think if I were invited to do it, I might, I might say yes. I don't know. Depends, but, um, I mean, I have thick skin. It wouldn't bother me, but I don't know that I would be good enough at, like, yeah. you know, insulting someone you, else. Do you riff a lot on, like, when you're, like, when you're trying to work out a joke um, on stage? Yeah. Uh, or do you try to, like, make it, like, kind of word for word at first and then... No, I mean, I used to do that. So I kind of went through this phase where the first time I was on stage, like I said, I was just up there telling a story yeah. and it sucked. And, you know, and then I uh, started figuring it out slowly and I would write things out because I didn't want to suck anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I would write things, I'd write out my jokes and then rework them and rework them and then go on stage with it. Pretty much do it word for word, see if it worked, and try to figure out what worked and what didn't work, and then rewrite it again. Now I kind of just do more um, just concepts, just ideas, mm -hmm. like what I, you know. So like you go on stage, you have like if you have like your notebook or like your phone or whatever, just like oh, talk about this. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, I I'll think of something. Oh, that's that's that that's a funny thing, and you know, um, and I'll basically just I mean I'll have like a framework of mm -hmm. you know where I want to take it, and then I'll just try to work with it on stage a little bit. I don't do it word for word for sure. I mean, I I I kind of have like a foundation, so I don't lose track of where I'm going, but but. Uh, but yeah, I'll just kind of work through it on stage. So, and then, and then, and then, and but then I set an open mic, and then like a real show, I'll try to have. Yeah, you'll try to have it memorized by have, then, and have it memorized by then, and have it like, okay, this is what I'm going to say, and then if if it goes in a different direction, that's that's fine. But this is this is yeah, this is what you I'm always doing. have like a backup in place yeah. to where it's just like, okay, well. This isn't working. We can try and you know. I'll I'll, I'll do whatever with it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I don't remember what happened. I like House of Bards. We were talking, or I don't know. Maybe you were standing there, but somebody said special ed, and I I just thought that was like funny, so I just wrote that on my phone, special ed, and then I got on stage, and I was like, yeah, he's think. I used to, I knew somebody that taught special ed, and I used to think that was just one guy named Ed, you know. So <laughs> that's that was, special. <laughs> it was just sitting in the class, and that's what they were, I don't know, I, you know, um, you just hear things like that, or you you think of something, or you see something, and yeah. you work with it. It may not be funny, maybe it's funny. A lot of times like, the things that I don't even think that are, like, there's there's times when I when I write something out, and I have the punch. I have the punches. You know, I have, you know, in there. And it's not the punch is funny. It's the word before it, or it's the pause after it, or it's like the like timing, that. or there's something there something that's else. funny that's that I wasn't even thinking was going to be funny. So, um, yeah, and you know, this uh, the guy that owned the comedy spot. He was. You know, he, he, he told me that and he's been doing comedy for a long time. Uh, he was like, it's it's usually just comes down to one word or one one pause or one phrase or or how you have the jokes even uh, the one you do first, second, third, how you have them lined up and how they play off of each other and whatever. Um, 
I mean, you got you just got to figure all that out. You got to work, work through it. It's just uh, we got thirty minutes. Um, we passed the thirty minute. Oh, okay. I, I started a new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, I, you yeah. did earlier. Did yeah, we passed the thirty mark again. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, Nick, did you have uh, anything you wanted to plug or you know anything like that? Get give yourself shout outs or something like that. No, uh, come on out to the uh, unknown comedy show at Monterey Court, Tucson, Arizona, on the thirtieth, and see Justin Penzone and myself and some other great comics. Grab a beer, whatever, whatever you do. Grab a beer. Weed's legal. The weed's yeah, weed's legal. Now, most likely outside the premises, but hey, you know. Probably outside the premises. But uh, Nick, thank you so much for yeah, uh, coming cool. on. Thanks for having me. But uh, well, I'm high, Nick. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming, man. And uh, you know, this is the, you know the Always High podcast. And you guys have a good rest of your week. All right.